Hello Kinksters and welcome to Kinky Monster where we discuss all things kinky. I'm Simon the Dom and please remember in my podcast these are just my opinions and thoughts so if you feel differently that's fine just remember to stay safe and respectful to each other. But you too can become a kinky little monster by following my podcast for awesome kink content. Anyway without further ado if you're new to kink or not grab a drink get comfy for a spanking good time. And today's topic is starting in kink. We've spoken about red flags. We've spoken about what kink looks like and the various things about respect and safety. Now it's time to actually get into it. So today we're going to discuss what our roles, kinks and fetishes, uh, what a frenzy is, what because that's quite common, by the way, um, what you can do to do have research and safety and you know actually being with somebody so let's crack on so what is a kink a fetish and a role um you might be a bit confused by all this if you're new you know there's so much to it and a lot of it overlaps as well i mean somebody says to you i'm a baby girl who tops from the bottom up and my main kink is spanking but i have a fetish for stockings and you're like um okay what the hell does that all mean? So, yeah, let's break it down and let's start compartmentalizing, if I can put my teeth in. Let's start with kinks. A kink is something sexual that someone likes to do with themselves or consensually with other people. This is usually outside of the mainstream of, you know, sexual activities that other people class as vanilla sex. A fetish is similar to a kink, but the difference is that something is a fetish when it has to be present in order for that person to achieve sexual arousal or enjoyment. So, you know, the baby girl um, analogy, I guess, you know, that I've just mentioned. So their fetish would be stockings because they're saying, well, I have to wear stockings or maybe they want you to wear stockings in order for them to be, you know, aroused or get at maximum enjoyment out of um, the kinks where a kink is the spanking it's the sexual activity and they may may have many kinks or many fetishes yes of course as with anything it all overlaps and it can be very subjective so take what i say with kind of a pinch, pinch of salt but it's more about giving you some context to this while your friend might think that butt plugs are kinky, you may consider them fairly vanilla. As you get different sizes of butt plugs, different varieties, you know, when does that become kinky? Who knows? Who's to say? And, and that's the thing. It's a matter of subjective perspective. So this is why some people say something is kinky, some things aren't kinky, and there's different extremes. Uh, I just wouldn't get hung up too much about kinks and fetishes because they overlap it's kind of like the analogy you know uh what is it all thumbs are fingers but not all fingers are thumbs like all fetishes are kinks but not all kinks are fetishes so a fetish is heavily tied to having some psychological need for those specific objects or acts in order to experience pleasure or an orgasm whereas a kink can add a sexual experience well sorry it can add to it a, a sexual experience but it's not really needed to achieve a sexual release in fact a lot of kinks are deemed non-sexual 
So who's to say what is a kink and what isn't a kink? Well, that's the thing. Anything can be kinky or even a fetish. It's all personal to you. So whatever you do, don't let anybody tell you that's not kinky or that's not a fetish or you're not doing that correctly because as long as you're doing it safely and with consent, it's not a problem. We've kind of defined what is a kink and what is a fetish. Um, so what is a role? On the face of it, roles are pretty simple to grasp, but not so easy to untangle sometimes. Um, so a role is an identity which somebody relates to or assumes. Uh, you can have multiple roles uh, with the same person or different people. And your role at the time can depend on your mood. Classic examples of roles are, you know, a switch. A switch is somebody that is dominant and submissive. Um, you also have dominance. You have subs. You have masters, mistresses, and slaves. If you don't know what these are, you can look them up. But basically, anyone that is submissive or a slave and switch, but maybe submissive, they're, they're all, you know, the subs. They're all the people wanting to be controlled. And then the dom, the master, mistress, and, you know, the dominant as a switch are the people in control. They're the, the dominant people. And there's literally hundreds of roles to choose from. Some play off each other quite nicely and intertwine more easily than others, such as, you know, a sub who tops from the bottom up. Um, that's kind of like a top and a bottom. I can explain a bit more later on, but it's kind of like having somebody who's submissive, but they get their way. They get to be in charge, but doing it from the bottom up. So like a cute baby girl who tries to wrap her daddy around her little finger, that, that kind of thing. Any role can intermingle or coexist or even stay separate to each other because each role is very personal to you. So it's up to you how you play them out and when you want to play them out. I use the word play loosely. I think it's just kind of like my word of saying that's how you do that role. I'm not saying this is like a game. Um, some people actually like to dip in and out of kink as a release so they assume that role just for a few hours or an evening or whatever while some people live it 24 7 and that can be like all in you know hardcore i am this role all the time and sometimes it's a bit more subtle you know you might have an element of being a submissive person in your vanilla relationship but it comes out more when you are actually doing kinky play, you know, that kind of thing. And like I said before, each role is different with everyone. So there are some common themes, you know, such as submissives having to have rules and being collared, but you don't have to. Just because most of the other people do that doesn't mean you have to. It also means that you get to experience and explore kinks with people differently. So every time you're with somebody new, it's a new experience and it's kind of like experiencing that kink for the first time. But on the flip side, that's why it can be quite difficult to find someone that fits. But generally, you know, as with life, as with relationships, you compromise a bit here and there. And most roles, kinks and fetishes align. Well, mostly. Um, and I think if you're the type of person, which I am, that you can have like hundreds of kinks and things you love doing, then it's kind of like, well, I don't need to do this because we can do this other stuff. It's That's fine. 
Whereas some people are a bit more, you know, uh, specific about what they want and they are like, well, I have to do this or it's a deal, you know, it's like a deal breaker. So this is why when you're discussing kinks with people that you meet, it's good to say, well, what are your deal breakers? What are your hard limits, soft limits, but also what must you have in a kinky uh, dynamic? Because if you find out later on, oh, that person wants to sleep with multiple people at the same time, but you don't, then, well, it's going to end pretty quick, isn't it? I will definitely cover different roles and kinks throughout this series. I just need to figure out how to group them, if that makes sense, because some kinks and roles do pair quite nicely together, while some are generally not normally, you know, seen together, but people do them, but tend to do them separately. So, yeah, I will go through those. It's just trying to figure out how to do that. I'll probably do that on my next podcast, um, try and tackle a few of these roles and kinks. So I hope I haven't confused you guys too much. Hopefully you've started to figure out what you want, what kinks and roles you might enjoy. You know, the key to figuring out what you like is experimentation and do lots of research. Finding someone who understands the complexities of exploration and what it's like to start out in kink. You know, so no matter if the other person is experienced or new, you should both ensure that you discuss things before you do absolutely anything. And whatever you do, do your research. You know, research your kinks, your roles. There are some great sites out there and tons of information on the net. So, yeah, you know, go wild. I would recommend... Uh, website FetLife as it has a good community and it has lots of info on it it's like a forum based website anyway um, but as with any site you're going to get some muppets on there so just be careful and just be all I'm saying is be a bit wary of uh, predators and basically assholes so that website is FetLife it's F-E-T-L-I-F-E they're not sponsoring me it's just the site I use and I've built up a good community there of friends and yeah, it's pretty awesome. As with anything, the first place to start is with yourself. Just think and note down what you like sexually and what thoughts turn you on. You know, are you submissive or dominant generally or a bit of both? This can be the foundation of your research really because yeah, it's always good to sort of experience the other side and I've tried to be submissive it didn't work, you know, it turned me off completely, but at least I got an appreciation of what it was like to hand over control. Absolutely hated it, by the way. Um, not going to do that again, but I've done it. So, you know, you guys might want to try that too. If you don't, fine. So you can make lists of what you like, what you might want to do, how you're going to do them physically, mentally, of, of course, safely. If you end up making a profile on one of these sites, then even better because it can kind of help you piece together your kinky journey. Uh, these sites let you write a bio. They tend to let you put lists of kinks down, hard limits, that kind of thing. And it can really help you sort of understand what you're looking for. So you figured out what you might like, what you want to try, what roles you want to take on, that kind of thing. The next step is to find someone and I could talk about this for hours because it's a large subject but I won't because obviously time is precious. I did touch on some of this stuff that I'm going to talk about in my other podcasts but I think this general advice mingles with actually trying to find someone. So for instance like when you, are talk, you want to talk to someone make sure 
the conversation isn't just about kink. I'm not saying give your bank details away in your address, God no, but you've got to talk about general things and interests just to see if you're both going to click on a personal level. Now, this may be obvious advice, but often people on kink sites just want to get in your pants physically and not take the time to get to know you as a person. It's kind of the same on any dating site, really. I mean, you, you know what I'm talking about. If somebody takes the time to get to know you as a person and you, you know, likewise, then you connect on a better level. And then when you do kink, the pleasure is greatly enhanced or otherwise it can just feel like a, a cheap one night stand. And what's the point in that? Also, make sure you discuss safety aspects and ask pertinent questions you know, when the time is right, of course, don't just like come out with it. But further into the conversation, you can ask things like, hey, do you have any triggers? Do you have anything I need to watch out for or things we can't do? Do you have any medical considerations? Do you have any allergies? You know, some people are allergic to latex, that kind of thing. And ask if they'll get an STD test because, you know, condoms, they don't protect you from everything. And in this day and age, it's good to have peace of mind that your person you're playing with as you know yourself is clean you want them to be clean so yeah why not do one and in the uk at least I, I don't know about other countries but these tests are free and they get delivered to your door so it's not really an excuse not to do one so yeah I th i'm a big advocate of sexual health i think the more people that do it the better for society and likewise if you do have something make sure you disclose that to the person because it might be okay as long as you take the right precautions so you might have found someone and when you actually get with them make sure that you're in a comfy safe warm environment with lots of care and aftercare because yeah i know that there are kinks out there to the contrary but this is when you're just getting into kink or just as important with a new partner you need to start off slow and comfortable and enjoy the journey because you may miss the scenery and enjoying the journey may, means that you might find other kinks you love. For example, uh, you may want to do anal sex, but you've never done it. So while you're you know, training yourself or with your partner to be able to do anal sex, you might find out you like butt plugs or other toys or different anal play this is why it's important not just to go hell for leather because a it's going to ruin your experience but b you're going to find other things that you like along the way you can spend your whole life exploring one kink you know i've been doing this for over 20 years and even i'm surprised with the stuff that i find out i like or i haven't done or feels different with other people it's it's mind-blowing so i would suggest just take your time and enjoy things and go slow or go at your pace rather. I think the next thing to really talk about is setting your expectations and the frenzy side of uh, kink. The frenzy side of kink can impact anyone, but mainly it does impact new kinksters. It's that first rush of overwhelming desire to experience every kind of kink as soon as possible, often to the point of neglecting all other concerns. But frenzy is different from enthusiasm. So don't get those two things mixed up. You know, you have different types of frenzies, like playing too soon with someone you've just met. Uh, playing too often, you don't take time in between playing to process mentally and emotionally, or even sometimes physically heal. Or 
maybe you're doing types of play you haven't educated yourself on enough to know what's safe and what's not safe. And even if it's something that you really want to do, other types of frenzies are agreeing to do everything or you don't ask questions or make your own demands of what you actually want out of kink. You know, this will compromise safety easily. So don't do things like meet strangers in private or don't go off and meet people without telling somebody where you are. A lot of times people are keen to like jump in and this is where a frenzy can come into play where you just want to, you know, do it all and please somebody. You just need to take time, take a step back and evaluate what you want out of kink. As I said before, you know, this can impact people that have been doing kink for years. So we may all be a bit guilty of some of these things, but from, you know, from time to time. But the key is to recognize the signs and put stops in place to keep you sane and safe. Frenzies tend to be attributed to submissives, but doms can get it too. You know, submissives want to let someone else take control so they can lend themselves to being more vulnerable. This is why you might hear people say a sub frenzy. In the moment, your endorphins kick in and you may be in an altered state, but knowledge is power. And when this happens, you keep your head straight. You know, all the research, safety and good communication starts to play a massive part in controlling that would-be frenzy. So if you can both recognize that, especially with great communication, then, you know, you can stop it in its tracks, dial it back a bit and just do some different kink. Apart from, you know, trying to curb that frenzy in the moment, there are things you can put in place to help you. These things will feed into your journey as well, your kinky journey. So do things like build a good support system. Find other submissives or even other doms in real life or online. You know, you can join discussion groups. You can attend munches. I'm not sure if I've mentioned what a munch is, but it's basically an event where people meet up to talk about kink and life. But it's normally in a uh, vanilla setting. So it might be down the local pub or in a board game cafe or something where you can get together with kinky people. The first thing you should really do when you are, you know, trying to explore kink with other people is find friends first and then find play partners because building a good friend base and community will not only keep you safe, but you can share experiences and you'll feel more at ease and more confident. The other thing you can do is use safe calls. So obviously when you go to meet another person, you could call someone else in case you need rescuing or an excuse to get out of Dodge. It's pretty standard stuff in the dating world anyway, but it's you know something worth noting. And maybe you could actually play with friends. You know, find a trusted friend who can take the edge off your intensity or your desire to do that kink. Now, I'm not saying it has to be sexual, of course, it could be, but for example, you could just find somebody that will do rope play with you when you're fully clothed. You can even go to events where you can learn rope work or other kinks where it's not sexual because everyone stays clothed and it's in a group setting. So I'd, I'd really recommend doing things like that. I guess the other thing I should really say is exercise. Yeah, I know the old thing of saying, oh, do some exercise, it will help. Yes, it will, because it really gives you that endorphin kick, doesn't it? And if you're doing a form of exercise you you enjoy, or, well, let's face it, something you can actually stand doing because we're not all exercising like gym bunnies, then go for it. 
And plus, it, if it improves your health, then it's going to improve your stamina to do kinks. I'm not saying, you know, the stamina of just like having sex like a steam train. I'm saying like if you were to do kinks where you were doing something more intent, not intense, but like takes a long time, like shibari, which is Japanese rope work, that can take a lot out of you, especially if you're having to sit in a position for a few hours or something being rope tied. The other thing I would recommend is keep a journal. It's very useful for processing emotions that go along with the BDSM play. Now, I personally don't because I'm probably too lazy to keep a journal, but a lot of people do. And I think this would be quite good for some people, especially if they want to look back on where they started and where they are now. But whatever road you take and want to apply to your kink, make sure you read, research, ask questions, read some more and do some more research and do not be so eager to play with the first person that comes along. Talk to a selection of people. Yes, you might find the perfect person from the get-go. Fine, you know, keep talking to them, but talk to others as well. Get a flavour of what that person's like compared to other people. You'll soon find out that probably 80% of people you talk to are just out for sex or they're don't know what the hell they're doing um but not in a, a like a, a good way i'm saying like they don't know what they're doing in a bad way and they pretend they know what they're doing so yeah i think that it's good to just talk to a lot of people this is why going to munches going on websites like vet life and talking to people is a good thing but take your time so these people that just want to like get in your pants you know, these some things you need to be aware of, especially on websites. So be aware of anybody that says this is kind of aimed at subs more than doms. Be aware of somebody that says, I want to collar you now, or I don't want you talking to other subs or doms. Uh, if you are a true sub or dom, you would do what I want. You know, things like you must have no limits to be my slave or don't you don't need a safe word with me. I, I don't allow them. Don't worry about that. You know, or just someone that who insists on a private meeting in the first place, like in a hotel room or their place or yours. You should always, always do a social meetup first in public just to gauge that person. And you should really set expectations as well. I always, the, the thing I always do is I always talk to people. After I've spoken to them, I will then say, let's have a phone call, make sure that, you know, they're not catfishing me. That's happened a few times. I've, I've got a few funny stories there. And then after that, when you go to meet them in public, make sure they understand, you know, this isn't set in stone. This is just a meeting. And even when you play the first kink session, it might fall flat. So make sure that they understand this doesn't mean that I'm with you now. It's, I'm just exploring stuff. Saying that, don't go with anybody that that expects to play on the first meeting. I mean, if you want to and it goes well, that's up to you. But, you know, normally it's better not to. Or don't go with anybody that expects or insists that play must include sex the first time because it doesn't have to. You know, just because this is kink doesn't mean you have to have an orgasm on the first day. I hope some of those examples there have shown you what the big red flags are. But hopefully this is all, no, all old news to you and most of it is really just common sense. What it boils down to really is learning the basics of safety. You know, don't be afraid to speak up if you're uncomfortable with something 
that seems to violate the basics of your, you know, personal expectations. Learn to say no. Uh, as respect is earned, it's not taken, and, and communication is key. A good dom always facilitates their submissive needs, and submission is earned, it's not taken. And with anything in life, but especially kink, you need to have respect, communication, and a good bond before you can actually do anything with anybody. Otherwise, you can get in all heaps of trouble. Not all the time, but you know, you, you open yourself up to that kind of thing. This may seem like I'm now addressing new subs, but this advice is for doms too. Understand that a new submissive is particularly attractive to a certain kind of dominant who preys on, quotes, fresh meat. You know, they'll love for your lack of experience and be keen to mentor you or train you. Oh, and men a mentor who wants to have sex with you, it, that's not a mentor. You know, a mentor is somebody that guides you in looks after you on a website or in life. Plus, a sub doesn't need to be trained in order to find a dom. So don't fall for that old chestnut either. Like, oh, I'm training you to find your perfect dom, so bend over and take it up the arse. No, bugger off. You know, that's that's another red flag. The other thing to watch out for is, you know, the people that are like that, these doms will try to own you very fast to put a stop on anyone else from getting you first. So... Some of them will want a newbie because they think you won't know any better and that you're basically an easy shag. Some of them aren't really doms. They're just domineering twats that think being a dominant means get on your knees, bitch, and give me loads of blowjobs. I think you'll be able to spot people quite easily who are genuine and who are not genuine, um, hopefully from a few of these podcasts you've listened to, but hopefully because of common sense too. Saying that, Doms are not always nefarious. If they're honest about how they come across and their intentions, then great. You know, if someone says to you, look, you're new, I would like to get to know you a bit better, but please be aware that these other types of people are around. Um, so you can always come to me with questions, things like that. Great. But if they turn around and see you and say, well, don't talk to anyone else. You're mine now. Then yeah, run for the hills because that's that's not good. But you'd always be aware that there are a lot of dickheads out there trying to get laid for the sake of it. I don't mean they roam the streets in packs or anything. Just don't let anyone push you into something you're not ready for. So above all, be prepared for disappointment, but pleasantly surprised if it works. You know, like life, there are things that don't go smoothly. It's not all plain sailing. But hopefully, with some of these tips, you'll have a few more good times than bad times. I'm not trying to put... A negative spin on things but merely give you the tools to succeed in in your kinky journey so on a positive note remember that kink can be exciting and exhilarating and it should give you a healthy release of tension to feed the body and mind because i believe kink is great for mental health i hope this hasn't been too negative i, I didn't mean it to be i just wanted to make you guys aware of some of the things that you need to take into consideration Kink is going to be a positive journey for you if you do it right. And just to end on a light note, I was reading the other day about somebody that didn't wash their hands after cooking spicy food and they gave someone a hand job. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's going to hurt. So my final piece of advice for you lovely people is to remember to wash. Um, in fact, it can be quite sexy to have a shower together and 
have water play involved not water sports water play that's that's something different we can cover that on another episode anyway i hope you enjoyed this uh, episode i think my next episodes will get into more kinks and roles we could even try and get some people in that have got different kinks and roles to myself so we can talk to them that'll be quite interesting and i am going to try and find a space for us where we can discuss things you can give me some ideas for podcasts Um, I just need to think about where we can do that. So anyway, again, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. And remember, stay safe, stay curious, and I will see you lovely people again. Goodbye.